It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And who, sir, are you? I am the producer, Matt Duncan. Freddie, how are you doing? We're in March now. Spring's just around the corner. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Happy to be podcasting with you. If you are uh, just tuning in for the first time, we are a Raptors slash NBA podcast. We're like hardcore fans and we have analysts and comedians on and performers and basically anyone who's a basketball nut. Uh, so uh, thank you for, for tuning in uh, or for listening again. And mm. um, yeah, Maddie, if people want to like, you know, engage with us further, help us as a podcast, like support yeah. local performers. How can they do that? Well, if you're listening to us right now on your podcatcher, if you could give us a rating, a review, that would be amazing. I know for sure, you know, always with the Apple podcasts, we've been doing this podcast so long. We said rate on iTunes. No one says that anymore. Had to ha. change all the stickers on my, on our website because it said cool. iTunes. It was outdated. So if you could do that, that'd be fantastic. If you're listening to it on a browser or if you're on YouTube, just give us a like and a subscribe. You can do a comment. We will get back to you. Uh, thank you for that. And yeah, in our you know Twitter and Instagram, we do have some links set up so that you can get to our Patreon very easy as easily, as well as our podcast network, which is the Sonar Network. So check them out as well. And you know, I know spring's around the corner, but there's nothing like a dewy head. That needs to be covered. We've got toques, folks. Let us know if you need the Confederacy of Dunks toque, and we'll get one right to you. Send us a message. If Kessler uh, Edwards was wearing a toque, maybe Utah wouldn't have dunked on him with both hands. So, <laughs> uh, Matt, uh, you're you're the best. Thanks for going along this ride for me and, and never forgetting about those precious toques. Matt has been through a lot, folks. Like he's <laughs> he's changed the, the 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 clicking of the links and the, and the link tree and the you know the podcasts. There's, there's a lot of back end stuff here, so we appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah, t- today's really fun. We got Alan Shane Lewis from CBC Baking Show and, and a bunch of cool stuff. 
Uh, we also have uh, Patrick Ronan Stewart, both hilarious, both like hardcore Raptors uh, basketball fans and just great guests. And we talk, uh, you know, the progress of Precious. Mm-hmm. We talk, uh, you know, uh, the Utah dunk and other like, you know, highlights of the Raptors season. Yep. And uh, I also get them to order narratively. What's the most exciting between uh, G-State being back, uh, Harden and Embiid tandem, Jaw taking over, and the uh, imminent return of Kevin Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, uh, we riff on the, the, the popular game Purtle and, and what other games we might do. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing, Matt loves darts. <laughs> um, and I ain't talking about SIGs, okay? <laughs> talking about throwing darts. It's um, true. So, uh, yeah, very, very fun pod. And, uh, yeah, I think we're ready to kind of just jump in there. So, mm. uh, again, thank you all for listening, and please enjoy. Uh, and, and I'll say email your city councilors. we got some uh, – and provincial councilors. we got some big elections coming up. Um, Matt's doing a finger dance. That's, uh, that's emailing. Email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice, <laughs> nice. I was like, I was like, what? Is he doing an Edward Scissorhands? What's going on? Um, Maddie's the greatest. Uh, you're all the greatest for listening. So uh, we really, really appreciate it. It's a, the funnest part of the week every week. And uh, yeah, with that said, enjoy the pod. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay. Okay, let's get rocking here. I'm very excited for this episode. Two amazing guests. Let's bring on guest number one. Uh, He's done this pod uh, a a healthy amount of times, like maybe less than 10. But I think, you know what? I don't know. Uh, I am clearly guessing. Uh, He's a hilarious improviser, great stand-up, commercial actor, sketch comedian. He's one of the, you know... Probably best like gamesman I know when it comes to uh, the Raptors. Also really good at Fortnite. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Patrick Ronan Stewart. Hi, everyone. How are you? Oh, a powerful song for a powerful, powerful man. During that whole intro, I'm like, this could be for either me or the other guest. <laughs> I've... So I so I, I was on my toes, but I'm very excited to be here. I love I love doing this podcast, and I love hanging out with my good friend Freddie. How are you, Freddie? I am very good. I'm happy to have you here. And I often do the intros like that, not on purpose, but I do find myself halfway through the intro being like, "What is going on?" I um, love it. Uh, yesterday, I was hosting a folk music show, and I introduced someone as he's the cream of the crop, the, the peas. The corn, the bread, the figs, the whole meal, put your hands together for Cameron Kirk. And that was the intro. And it was like, hey, how's, how's it going? This song's about my dad. <laughs> it's just very like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. Intros are fun. I thought you were going to say Kurt Cameron uh, at the end <laughs> there and um, make some biblical jokes. But uh, I don't uh, do those. Fair enough. Yeah, let's stay away from the Bible. And uh, I never joke about the Bible. Cheers. Cheers. Let's uh, let's bring a guest number two. He's amazing. He's done this pod a million times. Uh, he also rocks, but below the hardwood. Uh, you know him from CBC Baking Show. You should know him from the dunk off between Sonny Weems 
and DeMar DeRozan. He's just an incredible person. Hilarious dude. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Alan Shane Lewis. Video game music. I love it. Every time. Just me excited. Um, what's up? How, how you doing? Thanks for coming back. Thank you for having me. I love doing this spot as well. And uh, I, too, like figs and corn. And uh, give it up for Kirk Cameron. I love all those things. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, too, I won't make any biblical jokes. I do believe in the rapture. And I won't be making fun of Mr. Cameron. That's when you're left behind. We'll, we'll see who's laughing. We'll see who's laughing. Okay, just I read those books. <laughs> I really appreciate you completing that bit. Um, I read those books refuse to watch those movies. Those Kirk left behind thirty-two yeah. movie Ooh. series. <laughs> a little preachy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. A little preachy. Those, those a movies. bit preachy. Somehow preachy. longer than trapped in the closet. <laughs> He's a little bit more preaching. Just a little yeah. Bit let more us more know what religion this is, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, so let's start talking about our religion, basketball, Raptors. Maddie, good sir, I know you're back there. Why don't you give me your, your loudest, weirdest Raptors sting? That is weird. <laughs> I asked for it, right? <laughs> Okay, we got Weird Sound Foley going down here. Uh, Canada laughs. Shout out Dave Foley. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, everybody. Uh, okay, let's let's go straight to let's go straight to you, Alan. And yeah, just kind of like uh, I'm curious what you think about the you know the the precious progress. Like, what's working for Achua right now? You know, is it temporary? Is this part of like a Growth isn't always linear, of course, but um, it seems like he's figuring some things out. Is it as simple as you, as Nurse said, like he went to the Rising Stars game and just got a bunch of like confidence? Uh, I think it's a couple different things because it's 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 his uh, three point percentage has is improved, so he's he's improved in that area. But I feel like uh, Nick Nurse has been giving him a longer leash as far as what he can do. And he doesn't feel as mm-hmm. scared to kind of, you know, I have to put up immediately right away, but there is still an aggressiveness to his game. Cause even if you watched last night, he was taken to the rack a couple of different times, like right into the face of LaMarcus Aldridge. Like he knew that like LaMarcus Aldridge cannot keep up with me. And then he plays within that. And if you can do that, you believe in yourself. Guess what happens? You get better different shots. When the team starts clicking about, you know, you're in the corner, you get that three point shot. So I think that's what was going to happen. Things have been working for the Raptors. He kind of found his self within everything. And he doesn't feel like if he messes up, he's going to go off immediately. So he's got to do like a million and four things. I still wish that if he grabs the rebound in transition, he would give it to a point guard. But you know what? It's baby steps, baby steps, uh, you know, uh, at a time. Certainly baby steps. And I, you know, I've, I've perhaps said this on the pod, but I mean, without actually knowing the full Raptors game plan, I definitely think they headed, they, you know, they went into this year with this fully like egalitarian idea that was kind of like, Hey, everyone on this team is the same. We all do everything. Shoot. If you're open, dribble the ball up, make a play. And then about like 10 games in or so they were like, okay, let's just revise that a bit. Precious chill. When you bring up the ball, Boucher, 
don't bring up the ball. <laughs> Birch, also don't bring up the ball. Um, and yeah, I think like that's sort of, it's it's almost like, uh, you know, Precious is so over the top as far as like, like you know, he just has a, like a crazy amount of skills that are not refined. And it's like he's he's getting to that part of his game where things are becoming a bit more refined. Actually, on the, on William Liu's uh, uh, podcast, uh, the he he was able to interview. Um, oh dear, I'm, bl- I'm blanking out a little bit here. Uh, he was uh, rhymes with thorn. Uh, I'll I'll figure it out in a second. So it's a it's a, ba- a big basketball personality uh, who was <laughs> supremacy. What's that? Jason Bourne. J- it's Jason Bourne. Um, but no, it, it'll come to me in a sec. But what, what I'm trying to say is he was comparing Scotty, of course, to, you know, like Giannis and um, and and Kawhi. And it's like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But the more specific comparison was Precious to Udonis Haslam. And he kind of walked through how Udonis pretty much didn't shoot the ball in four years of college. But when he came into the league, the approach he had was sort of like, hey, you just have to be a really solid, good defender and we'll work in the other parts of your game later. And I feel like we're, we're seeing that a little bit with Precious. Yeah. Uh, roundabout way to get there. But um, yeah, where, where are you at, uh, Patrick? Like what's what's the Precious progress you notice or, or, or don't notice? Um, I think we should start running ISOs through him. I think every third possession, we should just do ISO on the bit. Like, just yeah. let them cook. 50% usage? 100%. No, 100%. <laughs> um, uh, I think the thing with Precious is that uh, we kind of forget that this is his second year in the league, first year with our system. Uh, he's a young, big guy with a lot of potential, and that usually means there's a lot of mistakes happening and we're seeing these mistakes happen now i think that we kind of started this year thinking we're gonna have a rebuilding year and that's a perfect fit for precious but we're winning games so it's not the starting center that we need but it could be what we are or that 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 we want but with time and with patience he could be what we need um the thing that i was thinking about is robert williams uh i was thinking about him uh with the celtics and how in the past couple of years he's just been so frustrating to watch like he'll do something amazing and then do something super stupid and i feel like that's what precious does but now there's more but right now there's more stupid than good so I think it's a waiting to see stupid and good even out and maybe good gets more than stupid. Um, I think that the upside for Precious is huge and the downside is he's a guy we can put on the floor. Um, I, it feels a little house money at this point. I totally agree. It's It's like fully house money. And I think, yeah, sometimes, you know, when teams are better than you think, it's easy to get carried away and be like, okay, you know, so you start to get disappointed at Banton or Precious or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're the, we're the youngest team in the NBA. So yeah. it's, yeah, all, all the young people developing is like fully house money. You know, Scotty mm-hmm. is whatever analogy goes further than house money. Um, <laughs> you know, fa- yes, found money. Does that, does that work? Um, but, but yeah, like just the, the, the draft equity and, and all that kind of stuff is fully just a, like a total gift, particularly when you remind yourself like stuff like that, that precious is in the second season and 
if the Raptors lose in the first round, it's kind of part of the trajectory. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think things are good. Pressure's getting better. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to question number two here. Uh, let's stick with you, Patrick. And um, yeah, so we blew out Brooklyn last night after getting blown out twice. And for anyone listening to this podcast, uh, I'm talking about the the first game uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, when you're listening to this podcast, uh, the doubleheader will be complete. Hopefully, we won again, and uh, hopefully, everything went well at Scotiabank. But um, yeah, the Utah dunk. Like, it was such a massive dunk. It was two hands. Uh, he fully crowned the dude, uh, whose name I'm also forgetting right now. Uh, but uh, is that the best Raptors highlight of the season? And if not, what is your, you know, what, what what's another highlight that comes to mind? Uh, I'm happy that Utah got his soul back. Like, <laughs> yes. like in Dark Souls, when you die, you have to rekindle your soul. And you're like, oh, I'm back to normal. I feel like he did that after the Anthony Edwards dunk. He's a real boy 100%. now. I love it. I love Utah. I feel like he's going to go down in Raptors fans' memories as, like, one of the most beloved ones, like a Jamario Moon type, like a Poffman Sabansu. Um, oh man, you just said my 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 favorite phrase right there, man. Postman Sabansu, love that. I love Postman Sabansu. Yeah, I also love that. Like in Russia, he was like the Garnet. It's, it's <laughs> he was killing it. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's like, dunking on guys' souls. Uh, he was yeah. a soul collector in Russia. I bet exactly. <laughs> so. uh, but with the Utah dunk, like what I was what I was thinking about, like top highlights. The first thing that came to mind was just Scotty Barnes's smile. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> That's my top highlight, just his winning smile. And uh, and this wasn't from a player, but I do like how the Raptor made Devin Booker nervous. So <laughs> two highlights, more, more impressive than Utah's nasty slam. I really appreciate you coming in with the the Raptor making uh, Booker nervous. That should never be forgotten. Uh, and, uh, and 100% was a big, big highlight. Uh, what, what about you, Alan? What's your, what's your, what's your like, uh, you know, your highlight of the year for the Raptors? Highlight of the year for the Raptors uh, was the single game that I've been to so far, and it was against the Nets, and it was Scotty Barnes just ripping the ball out of Kevin Durant's hand and then taking yes. it all the way down there. Like, mm-hmm. just picked his pocket, left nothing left there for him. It, it's just so great to see. I'm just so on the like uh, the Scotty Barnes train. I love it when he has that like breakaway kind of move, and then he looks back at the defender, and then he just dunks it while looking at them. I love it. I don't want him to stop doing it. I hope he doesn't get a taunting call because it's just so much fun, and I hope they don't you know just take out his light, extinguish his light, because I think that's way you want to play basketball. You want to play with competitive edge. You want to play with energy. You want to play just with just just this this raw kind of anger. And I think he does it so well, and he plays it so well. And we don't even have to drum up plays for him. The guy just goes out there and instant energy. Affects the defense, affects the offense, and he's just been just the, the best glue guy that you know a Raptor fan can ask for right now. Yeah, he's he's incredible, uh, and you know Scotty, I think like has a healthy amount of his like you know his dunk where he got pushed into the stands uh, comes mm. to mind for me, um, and and yeah, just like he he's had so many ridiculous highlights, and I feel like a moment like that with Durant. If you if if you're not excited about a young prospect, like after a moment that's as crazy as that, I, I I'm not sure what to tell you because like staring down a great and yanking the ball away from them is what other greats do. So I mean, yeah, it's just it's one of those moments that is just ridiculously exciting. Mine's a pretty specific moment. Fred kind of lost his dribble 
I think it might have been against Washington, yeah. but he put it behind his back and like it, it went, he went full Harlem Globetrotter for like two seconds. And it was one of those moments where like the whole defense was rocked that they kind of were stunned and didn't move. And then he just hit the shot. And it was kind of like, it seems like with defenses as good as in the NBA that like moments like that are not possible where everyone just stands still and they're like, are you going to finish me off? Like it was, it was one of those moments where the person was like, all right, you know, do you do your babality or, you know, do you do your whatever finishing move on me? Babality. <laughs> I did go straight to the babality. I don't know. Babality. Either I that or when, when you go down to reptiles layer. Cool yeah. Shit. I often like to identify with babality, just turning people into babies and just like sucker. Totally. Good yeah, luck with object permanence, you piece yeah, of shit. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you want a sucker like a baby does? Um, I'm a caregiver. Uh, uh, okay, I think uh, I, th- I think we hit some some big moments there. Um, I usually uh, just bring in Matt for for one question, but um, Matt, Matty, I'm curious. Do you, is there a favorite Raptors moment for you too? Sorry, um, that fifth game Dragic played. No, um, <laughs> I would say, boy, what was one of my favorite uh, moments of this year so far? I think, I think the. Oh boy, I don't know, Fred. I put you on the spot. I don't know. Now this all I can think about like is Dragic. <laughs> <laughs> Game uh, you know one, Dragic. Maddie, I'll, I'll let it simmer for you. <sighs> yeah, let and me come you, back to you in the next segment. If something comes to mind, um, but uh, with, with that, you, Maddie, Maddie, you're gonna stay here anyways because we're, we're gonna get really silly. So uh, let's uh, let's move to some NBA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Please, good sir, give me your, your weirdest, loudest NBA sting. This is Adam Silver. <laughs> Horns are out today. Sorry for anyone in Ottawa hearing this. Yeah, I was going to say, Adam Silver did not know he was part of the conference. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that 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 sting is forever change because we're, we're we're two for two. I know that's uh, true. Two pods in a row where every time that sting comes up, people are like convoy. <laughs> you know, like, tugboat, though. I do think that's a tugboat. Hong it Kong. is. That's but true. Not anymore. Yeah. You know, tugboats are canceled now. So. <laughs> no, yeah, Alan, take that back. Nah, they're fucking done, dude. Tug, yeah. tugboats are the least nationalist vehicle i can think of tugboats don't, are united with everyone there's Dad, there's no the hatred least. on a tugboat there's so much hatred now it's like the most hatred of all the boats we've been to, we've been on different tugboats i guess i guess so my oh. hateration tugboat and you're just you know 
Good. I don't know where I was going. I don't know where you're going, but I'm just hanging out with old timey Mickey Mouse. This this analogy, uh, I'll take it a bit further. It's the Titanic, and I'm going to be the guy that plays the violin and slowly dies. I want to be Billy Zane. (laughs) <laughs> you want to be Billy? Zane. I, like, yeah. I like wanting to be the person that like like messes shit up. Listen, women and children first. Not to me. You know what how, I'm saying? How about shotgun the guy that falls into the into the propeller? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, <laughs> poor gentleman. Um, <laughs> poor okay. gentleman. Let's go to you first, Alan. On this one. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know uh, Wordle, I mean, c- uh, congratulations for not being on the internet. Um, and for anyone that doesn't know Purtle, uh, that's okay because that's a step further than Wordle. It is a word, of course, that rhymes with Wordle. Uh, it's it's a trivia game where you have to pick basketball uh, players and then kind of navigate from there. It's it's not a spelling thing. It's more so like basketball clues, like division, height, position. It's pretty fun. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's sort of taken the basketball world by storm. And uh, yeah, with that said, uh, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, yeah, starting with, uh, yeah, I think, I think it, am I starting with you, Alan? Is that what I said? Um, what is like the perfect uh basketball game for you like if you had to introduce some kind of basketball game to the masses what would it be perfect basketball game uh i'm gonna say nba 2k2 just because uh i'm realizing that nostalgia is the only way to defeat the uh, pandemic uh so that game or oh actually no i'll take it back college troops 2k7 i think that's probably the best basketball game (laughs) i know this is probably not the correct answer to this hey uh, it works <laughs> but listen uh, pe- people are rolling out fresh prints like serious versions so <laughs> who am i to tell you that you can't bring in some nostalgia here all right, all right. call 2k7 because it was so cool you could like get a player from like junior and high school uh, recruit them go visit them at school bring them to your school and then make your school into like one of the biggest things and i used to love taking like a, a random team from buffalo new york and then make them to the uh bring them to the march madness uh, finals every single year and I, I used to take that team and then import those players from the draft class into NBA 2K7, and I just had to <laughs> have me a time. I had me a wow. good time. That's like that's like the conduct. Like if you're like an old man that's like designing trains in your basement, like that's your version of that. Oh yeah, I could do that for hours without like my loving family, you know, above me. I'm just in the basement there, just like hours on hours doing that. That's that's what's, what brings me joy. What's Alan doing down there? Oh, I think it's a mixture of he got game and uh, an appreciation of upstate New York. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of those. Those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do that stuff too. Like I like I remember I spent like a week making a league of all jr smiths like every <laughs> single player to jr smith in like 2k19 for no one <laughs> for me every, actually yeah. every single highlight's just like we just saw a man fly we just saw another man fly we just saw yet another man fly <laughs> <laughs> Shit, marv albert's broken um <laughs> poor marv uh just all threes and dunks nothing else <laughs> What's your, uh, Patrick, what's your um, game either that exists or you're making up or like what what would you introduce or reintroduce like Alan did to the masses? So I'm I'm really into uh, nerdy basketball stuff and I got really into 
uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons over the pandemic too. So I made um, two specifically nerdy basketball games involving random dice spins. Uh, one's uh, uh, one's like a head, one's like a head-on-head matchup game where like I'll pick a player and then you'll pick a player and then uh, and then we'll pick a number between one and how many seasons that player played hmm. so like let's say Shaq he has like what like 20 seasons or whatever so we roll between one and 20 and and uh, uh and and the number you get is the year of Shaq you get so like hmm. you could get Laker Shaq in a one or you could get like uh Cav Shaq and you would lose that matchup or like or like you get Durant you could have an injury year which is bad or you could have any other of the years so yeah so that's one that I thought of that's a lot of fun <laughs> uh and the other one I thought of was a random number between one and uh between zero and 55 and that's jersey numbers so you uh and they see who has the best five-man roster based off their jersey numbers that's fun i like that yeah. also you know i feel like this is a, is a fine place i don't know if it's like fully running yet so i don't want to do like spoilers for you but that seems like a like a fun idea for your pod which is all about yeah. drafting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um yes yeah, so i i don't want to i don't want to spill the beans for you but um <laughs> patrick's patrick rocks a, a a pod that's all about drafting i did it it was awesome so hopefully we get more episodes there and yeah that's a that, uh, that would be a great like episode concept for sure yeah I love a uh, fun. I like. I love those fun uh, NBA games with all history stuff. That's uh, mm. I can do those for hours. Like mm-hmm. all those Instagram ones. Like you have fifteen dollars to build a team. I will like spend a week on that. <laughs> yeah. Although you wonder what I uh, I saw someone tweet this. You wonder what I don't like is when I'm watching a game and it's like, do you want to play trivia? Like on the side of my screen, yeah. like, you need to get yeah. out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out! Like, yeah, I'm gonna snap. And like, I, I like like this, but I don't like this right now. I have my whole thing figured out for the game. Okay. Yeah, like, it's like one quarter of your screen is like, huh? You want to? Yeah, wanna, I, I, no, I don't. I don't like it at all. Like, and it's because I know the NBA is trying to work us all into becoming like bigger gamblers. Fair enough. Do your thing, but also <laughs> leave me alone as well. Um, I have a quick question to sure. um, the the group. I, so, like, as basketball fans, and and I, I assume we all know a lot about basketball. Um, do people ask you like trivia questions and then get really upset when you don't know the answer? Like I like um, like I was seeing someone and then. She did like, oh, Pat, I like made this whole trivia game for you. Like, oh, cool. And every <laughs> single basketball thing I got wrong. <laughs> it was like, who's the first uh, who's the first player in uh, in the 2000s to score 40 points? And I'm like, Kobe. And she's like, ah, Antoine Jameson. You should know that. I'm like, you don't know who Antoine Jameson is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just spell this name wrong, too. <laughs> I, I find that happens the most for me anyways with uh, – like if it's like shoe related stuff yeah, or like they did this at a club type thing. Like I feel like I, I found out about like anything related to like Tristan Thompson, like not from hardcore <laughs> basketball fans. Like it's always someone be like, did you hear what Tristan Thompson did? And I'm like, Oh what? I, I think he's been benched for two years straight. And then, <laughs> and then someone will be like, Oh, well he did this like specific thing in a club. And I'm like, Oh wow. That's like, 
pretty rough <laughs> you know what I mean? like because I, I never know what like 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 what my take should be besides like oh yeah that seems not nice yeah no tristan um, tristan thompson cheats like he averages a double double like a yes. 60 point double double like he's out yeah. there i'm like buddy the way you act and the way you move i'm like yeah you gotta up your percentages yeah. in a lot of different ways to feel comfortable to do that like i don't understand this guy's kind of mentality a lot of the times <laughs> it's like wow Tristan Thompson caught cheating at the uh, at the Panama Games. Um, <laughs> he was playing for Canada. Okay, I don't know that that analogy <laughs> fell apart. I'm so sorry for everyone that he's hurt. Okay, um, who is next here? Was it uh, was it? Oh, can, uh, I, can I just give a real game now? I realized what the game was. Sure, <laughs> the one we played on the pod. I wish I I could finish editing it, but it was uh, whose lineup is it anyways? And it's basically looking at NBA players' lineups and hair and oh, then yeah. guessing who the player oh. was. <laughs> yeah. It Yo, was actually, a lot of with, Like, with, uh, with uh, I was having a hard time saying his name ever since he played for us, Pirtle. Um, I hate that they have the silhouette option. Oh, yeah. Because, take, like, I, see no it and I instantly know it. And, 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 like, I get mad that I instantly know. I'm like, man, I spend way too much time memorizing these man's heads. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't – uh, the silhouette for me is a no-go. It's like you're, you're not even playing the game if you're doing silhouette. Like, just because – to me, it's like it's – like, I, I've played it on the pod before. It's like, guess that roster. That's mm-hmm. what I enjoy is, like, the NBA depth. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, – have I gone to you yet, Maddie? for your no. game? No, okay. you haven't. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's uh, what's your game? Well, you know, Pat said that he had a game that he kind of uh, fell in with during the pandemic. For me, it was darts. Darts kept <laughs> me going. Okay. Okay, and a specific game of darts called cricket. That's the game I like to play. Mm-hmm. Now, All what right. I'd like to do is take that game cricket and move it over to basketball. Now, I'll try to explain it real quick, but really what it is is like there's six numbers on the dartboard. You've got to hit them all three times before the other guy does. That's how you win. That's pretty much the game. So in in basketball, we'll have five or six different places set up, one being the free throw line, a bunch around the three-point line, and then the bullseye would have been a half-court shot. And you have to hit each one of those spots three times and the person to do it all first wins and there's points involved and stuff. We will wait to get it all approved with silver first because it's a half court game, a halftime game. But uh, yeah, I'd like to do that because I just uh, really like playing cricket darts. (laughs) I thought your game was going to be, so I like darts. So we're going to throw darts. Royce O'Neal. <laughs> the game is just to pop the raptor when it blows up into the... <laughs> I, uh, I truly did not, do, not know where that was going. Um, and I feel like even halfway through, I was like, I still don't know where this is going. Yeah, is this like a, a dart attack type scenario? <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't know what's that type scenario. Like, there's multiple dart, dart attacks. <laughs> there's art attack, right? So you're doing art, then there's dart attack. <laughs> Equal amounts PVA glue, though. Equal. Yeah, and it's always you always got to appreciate the garlic vampire. Cheers, good sir. <laughs> um, okay, my game. Um, 
is oh i'm sorry i'm, I'm just blanking out because i'm thinking about matt's game <laughs> um oh okay so yeah check this out it's it's a little bit in in alan's world of like like pre-existing like video games so my game is like i i want to find a way to like sort of pretend settle the score about like well if uh shack played in the 70s doodly doodly d and if Steph played in the fifties, doodly doodly dumb. You like have to it's stop sort talking of like, to leprechauns. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. You have to stop talking to all those leprechauns. I really do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the leprechaun in the hood, sick movie. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, no, but like I, I, I want to make some sort of algorithm that's kind of like this is what it would be like if LeBron was playing against Jordan. Like these are like, you know, based on the rules of the time, et cetera, et cetera. Like some way to kind of like factor those things in. Because one thing I feel like is just always lost in those conversations is if, you know, it's kind of like if if MJ played now, no one factors in the fact that like he'd be shooting threes and like people would know it's MJ and they would like triple team him in ways that he was never, ever triple teamed. Or for instance, like if Steph was playing in the nineties, like someone would try to break his wrist. Um, <laughs> and I think like, like stuff like that would happen. So I, I'd like some way for that to kind of like play out. And um, yeah, it'd be like basically like a simulator sort of thing. Oh, was, was that um, that show on Spike TV, Ultimate Warrior or something yes. like that? We yeah. got to do that for basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is exact ultimate. Yes. Ultimate like time Lord basketballer you know, or something I, like that. I want to see the bad boy Pistons versus the Yakuza. I want to see that matchup. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, think like, it take, will be close. You're taking out of basketball. It's like George Mirasan versus Lennox Lewis. Um, <laughs> George Mirasan goes down from a gut punch. Um, <laughs> sorry, George Mirasan. <laughs> he's got to get um, one. He's got to get yes, one. That's yeah? true. Okay, let's, uh, yeah, let's keep his baby rolling. Um, Next question. Let's start with you, Pat. And um, I don't know if these are equal necessarily, but uh, just give me an order of like your excitement of these kind of like emerging narratives. Uh, you know, they're at different stages, obviously. One is um, Jaw just taking over the league with highlights and also like, you know, just a wildly explosive campaign. Um, Denver. Uh, on the verge of getting back uh, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. I don't know like how on the verge, but it seems like they're working out. Um, Harden and Embiid clicking again, very early. Looks good. Uh, and then, you know, this one's sort of like has been happening all year, but uh, they have the second best record in the league. So I think it's fair to say that, you know, G State is back. You know, there's about like 20 some odd games. So uh, you, you give me like a one to four like this is the most exciting. This is the least exciting. Uh, I think jazz, the most exciting for sure. Uh, it's very exciting to watch someone's my player from 2k in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it, like it looks like when your dude's like 99 overall and you gave him all the layup packages and all the dunk packages. And it's just like, it's unfair. Um, it's so exciting. I get so nervous though. I get so nervous because yeah. it's like the similarities with Rose are there and with 
you know, West. And it's, it's like, man, with one injury, like it could all come crashing down. And it's just so exciting. And like, I really wish it was possible if they win the NBA championship. It, it won't because they're, <laughs> they're the Grizzlies. They're who they are. But imagine if that is. And then this and then this memory of jaw is just in our heads forever. Like, God, it's so exciting. Uh, and then I say number two, I say Denver, because uh, they need because that Denver team is so good with those two pieces playing at a serviceable level, mm-hmm. um, and they need them. Like that team is kind of running on tape and staples at this point. Uh, they're playing well, but God, those two players just complement Jokic so well. Uh, I'm a big Jokic fan. I think he's a very, very once-in-a-lifetime player. And mm-hmm. to see his prime sort of being wasted without his two, these two players that just complement him so well is kind of uh, is very heartbreaking. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to come together like that, but I'm hoping next season they do, uh, they do figure it out. Because God, for that short period of time last season when they were rolling with Aaron Gordon, that was a phenomenal team to watch. Um, yeah, and then the totally. next two, like with Embiid uh, and Harden working, uh, and also with Golden State, I kind of look at those being like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, like fair. Harden's very good at basketball. Embiid's mm-hmm. very good at basketball. They both just want to win. They both have very separate roles, uh, and it just seems to make sense. Like even last year with the Nets, Harden just kind of was like, "All right, I'm the point guard now. This is sick." And mm-hmm. I think the reason why it didn't work out was because he's like, "Wait a minute." So one of my players won't play half the games and the other's injured. I want to hoop good basketball. Let me just go play with a, uh, with a good basketball player. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Like, and that makes sense. And then with golden state, it's like, I know they had a bad season, but like last year, Steph was like top scorer in the league. Yeah. And Kerr's like, Kerr's a good coach. Like there's, and like, if you look at that roster from top to bottom, it's like, this is a really good team. Um, I think that like because they went from the top to the bottom and I think that made people go like, oh, what happened to Golden State? Blah, blah, blah. But they're just like a good team. They're built to win and they're winning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well said. Like so so many good points. Uh, I, th- I think that one thing I, uh, I'll just touch on um, and I, I, I actually agree with you. I am holding my breath for uh jaw like all, all the time i find i find myself holding my breath for Embiid too um but with with jaw the the one thing i feel like you know i'm seeing the like the, the rose comparison i get it the wall comparison i get it the one person i'm kind of you know, i think is an interesting comparison is westbrook and westbrook someone who you know he he had major injuries and he still won the mvp he still had one of the best dunks uh, of the year this year. So I think he never re- refined his game, but he's kind of maintained a lot of his explosiveness in my opinion, like for as far as like you think about a guy like Rose or wall or someone who's like, everything's predicated on their like, you know, just like otherworldly athleticism. Um, I'd even thrown a guy like this is a, a painful moment, moment for Raptors fans. And obviously he's not like a star, but uh, TJ Ford was always a guy for me where everything was predicated on his super speed. Mm-hmm. And when he got that awful injury, it just enough of that went away or something. And it kind of just really mm-hmm. took away from his overall game. 
so in that sense, I'm kind of optimistic about Jaws longevity. However, yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, it's definitely a thing. Like I saw uh, Alan on Twitter actually just talking a little bit about like part of it is, is uh, I don't want to steal your words from you, Alan, but like, you know, is, is, is learning those skills. I mean, yeah, here, I'll just say this is just me learning those skills when you don't need to have them, I think is like a really takes so much foresight. Like I even think about a guy like Dwight Howard. He didn't really prepare for a life where he can't just crown people. And then like once it got to that point, it was sort of uh, like where he couldn't do that anymore. It was kind of like, oh, man, this is like, what's your plan? You know? Yeah. Um, Okay, I went on uh, forever there, but uh, so many good points, uh, Patrick. Um, Yeah, Alan, what's your order for this? Yeah. um, Yeah, I think Jod taking over is is uh, is great. I think we're seeing in real time a player just like, actualizing like self-actualizing like become the person who he knows he is inside mm-hmm. and it's it's very rare that we get to see it this early in in the season or in his career i would say like usually you see the explosiveness and all the great highlights but they're actually winning like you know big games and in, in a very good way and yeah to that to that point freddie yeah when, like a player like Jell, like not to like kind of put pressure on like this kind of guy and like of, of an injury that's going to happen but like yeah you have to kind of relearn how to play basketball mm-hmm. in so many different ways and how to be a, uh, a force that can uh, contribute without just blowing by somebody with that quick first step. You have to figure out different ways. And it doesn't happen a lot with athletic point guards. Like they don't figure it out. Like it's mostly like shooting guards and small forwards. Like uh, I was also saying a, a, another thing about like LeBron James and like Michael Jordan. There's a point in their careers where they're like, wait a minute, I like being faster, but I also want to be stronger. And then they go into that low post and they can just kind of body people and kind of figure yes. things out. I don't know if that's the trajectory for John Morant. Like, he needs to kind of learn from other players who have who've made it this long, you know, like CP3 or uh, Jason Kidd. They have to extend that three-point shot, mm-hmm. get that mid-range bunny, and then just stay on stay on path with his his um his, his playmaking ability. Because uh, Russell Westbrook kind of refused to kind of change his game. He's kind of always predicated on the fact that he's faster and stronger than the person in front of him. Yeah. And guess what? When you're the same speed sometimes and a player is smarter, know how to like get the position, it doesn't always work out for you. So... Uh, it's it's uh, you know Russell Westbrook is he's a great player but he's also kind of a a, a case study of like what not to do when you kind of you know yeah. when the game ages you got to age with it kind of aging superstar yeah hard it's, to coach. it's it's hard it's hard because once again you've been the best player in your team for your entire life and no one's ever told you to change and now yeah. it's like now you're not the best player and I have to figure out how to you know still kind of give back to your team without kind of sucking out minutes and not you know producing yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'm, that whole team's great. I'm I'm so happy for them. Like Jaron Jackson, uh, Stephen Adams. Oh my God, what a sneaky good pickup! You're just getting a guy that just knows how to just grab the boards and just like set the picks and you know get his when he needs to. But just a very simple kind of uh, center that you kind of need out there, and this really anchors them defensively. And Brandon Clark's doing great too, and even Zaire Williams. It's just a fantastic squad to look at. Yep. Um, Dylan Brooks. Dylan I mean, Brooks. Yeah, but when he comes back from injury, yeah. that's the thing. That that's ooh, they're gonna be clicking. Plus, they got rid of Grayson Allen. It's a feel good, <laughs> yeah. feel good scenario. <laughs> now they got Conchar in there. They're shooting threes, man. He's good too. Um, number two, I'm 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 gonna differ from from Pat. And I'm gonna go to Beaton Harden. I'm gonna say that's the the hot ticket item right now. Um, I I was I've been adamant. I don't know why on the on, on blow the heart with like those other guys were saying like, oh man, it's, it's not as good. I'm like, do you have two top ten players in the NBA? It will figure itself out in some way, shape, or form. Like, and we saw it in that game against the Knicks. 
you you got to foul these guys. You can't you can't stop them from scoring. If you're going to stop them from scoring, you're going to have to foul them. And these guys are knockdown foul shooters. So late in games, you're going to get your star players in foul trouble. They're going to get the buckets that they want to get to. And they did it all while keeping Maxi. I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, man, they lost uh, Seth Curry. But I, I admit losing Seth Curry is huge. But you also mm-hmm. got James Harden. So now you have another three point shooter who can get an off the dribble and not necessarily off of picks and and stuff like that. So. That team is a very interesting team to, to, to watch. And now that they got uh, DeAndre Jordan, guess, who, guess who's going to love that? Uh, James Harden off the pick and roll at the top. He's going to give alley-oops to him, and it's just going to be up and down for him. So that's great for him. And um, Denver, yeah, it's Jamal and uh, MP, MPJ coming back. That's I think that's, that's huge. I think it's huge. Uh, uh, I truly believe that Nikola Jokic is the most disrespected MVP of, like, I don't know, at least in the, around the modern era, where he's not West getting West Unselled. <laughs> I'm a big West Armstrong fan. Let me tell you. Let me go to this outlet pass. That's modern still. <laughs> it's Simpson color, I think. <laughs> but it's 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 wild. They don't want to give him the the keys to this kingdom. They don't want to give him the reins. They don't want to give him the 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 praise that we're gonna have to give him twenty years from now. Like he's been doing so well with such with so little, and he's got that team working so great. You have Monte Moore shooting the sh- shooting lights out out there. Um, what's his name? Uh, Will Barton doing great. And now that you get your point guard back after about like what a season and a bit, that's huge. So any kind of help that can come back there and some reinforcements that'll be good. And watch so watch out for Denver in that playoffs because they could they could probably take you to seven or you know even beat you. Mm-hmm. And uh, G State back, yo. I'm just I'm sorry, man. I don't like Golden State fans. They're kind of annoying me right now. They had like a two game losing streak or whatever, some bullshit. And they are just crying. They're like, oh, man, yeah, fire Steve Kerr, man. Steve Kerr's trash, man. Just name me a coach who wouldn't win with his roster. I'm like, bro, you guys many, don't yeah. know how good you got it. They have no idea how good they got it. How many finals MV, or finals uh, appearances, three chips in a small span? These guys revolutionized the way they played basketball. Just the, It's just selfless. looks like soccer out there. There's boom, 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 triangles everywhere. It's just so beautiful to watch. And they're going to trash on Steve Kerr for late game rotations. It's like they're mad that they they, they have Steph Curry in like that one game where they lost to uh, the uh, the Denver Nuggets. And they're like, why is Steph Curry still on the court? I'm like, I, I think it's a worse look to take Steph Curry off of the court in the last minute of the game. I think that's um, if something bad were to happen, they go, well, why is Steph Curry out there? Like, they, I think that's going to be the yeah. conversation that's going to be with reporters. So. I don't know. Golden State, I'm, they're, they're an amazing team. Uh, they had two bad years. Boo-hoo. <laughs> and now they're back. And these fans need to understand how, you know, how great they got it. They got to be appreciative of, you know, the the moment because it, it could be gone. It could be gone. And then, you know, you're back to, you know, Jay Rich and Baron Davis or Baron <laughs> Davis and going, you know, second round. So it, it can, as fast as it can come and fast as it can go. So they need to appreciate that. Alan, great points all around. Um, just before I comment on those points, before I I, I forget, uh, the the uh, the guy I was trying to um, I was saying uh, uh, that rhymed with thorn is oh, David yeah. Thorpe. So doesn't oh. really rhyme with thorn. <laughs> if you're Eminem, that can rhyme. Yeah, yeah, hamburger the slam burger. Um, <laughs> weird, weird Eminem thing. But Yo, man, this Eminem. <laughs> one of the first times I ever saw Eminem in in like a video, he was like hamburger, whamburger, slap you with the slam burger, and everyone was like, oh. And I'm like, I don't know if that's <laughs> oh material. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of funny. But uh, anyways, uh, and the other guy is uh, oh dear, I was just looking at it. 
Um, Kessler Edwards got dunked by uh, dunked on by Utah. Uh, so I, I I'm like almost fully in agreement with you guys. I have Golden State fourth. I, I have Denver third as well. Um, totally agree on all the Jokic stuff. It's 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 downright strange. I think we're, we're kind of going through. I think in this era, there's like a vacuum. I've said it a million times with with LeBron and Golden State kind of weakening. There's this idea that like you know the Durant has to be the best player, or like mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to hold on to something that didn't that like that was the case maybe two years ago. But I mean, I think it's it's Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. And I'm not even sure who number four or five is, but like I think it's that that's kind of like where the power rests in the NBA. It just um, seems cool that there's like ten best players. You yeah, know what I mean, it's it's, like, it's a it's a parody. It's a time of parody uh, in, in the league. It's awesome. Um, and I think also like the fact that those are three international players mm-hmm. sort of doesn't fit with the usual like media narrative. Like I think people want there to be like this American, like the best player to be American, and it's, it's like they're it's trying the to make this. It's like it's so weird that the media is saying this one thing, and then the NBA and Adam Silver is like, we're trying to expand the game across the globe. It's like, well, then how about you use those ambassadors, like Luka Doncic and these people, yep. and put them up there, and then let's see what that like. Let's see what that you know that does. I, I truly believe you could make commercials with Giannis, and Giannis is yeah. a delightful human being. I think you would love it, and Embiid is just like so funny so it's like why wouldn't you want to push these guys to the forefront of your league and kind of prop them up to become the next superstars also like luka and Jokic are so funny Mm -hmm. like all of those dudes are so funny and durant sucks (laughs) nothing he gives you nothing every single time he's like uh joaquin phoenix like he's the walking games of uh, like of, of like the, the NBA and LeBron James. We've seen the second Space Jam movie. We all did. We we went to the theaters opening day. All th- all four of us. <laughs> yeah, I I, I totally Luca and Jokic in a UCB class. And then get them out there. <laughs> yeah, get, get, yeah. Let's get those boys in some heralds, shall we? Um, no, I mean I I, I totally agree. Like I, I was just saying on Twitter before this pod started. I think the NBA is still kind of trapped in this, like who's the next MJ style marketing and it needs to embrace it. It's a global sport and go the way of soccer. Like don't market around the fact that there's 10 superstars and that's all that matters. Like we're, we're done. The Phoenix suns and the bucks are two like very well-rounded teams. They were in the finals. The two super teams this year are the nets and the Lakers. And they're hopefully going to be in the play-in. So I think like <laughs> we need to we need to like roll. We need to adapt with what's happening, like or the NBA does. And just to finish my order, um, I I'm going to put actually the Sixers number one, mm-hmm. only because I, I I like these moments in the NBA where it seems like everyone's ready to win, and I feel like that's the case with Philly. Um, you know, Doc has been kind of like slammed forever and beat has been slammed forever and, and Harden have been, uh, has been slammed forever. They're so probably the most slammed. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're like really their legacy is so, I mean, Embiid's going to go on for a long time, but like for, there's just a legacy part of this. It's just like mm-hmm. really has a lot of weight and like, yeah, jaw is my number two, but like you guys have him number one. So it's like, I think that that's fair, but, um, yeah, I think I think that's it for the pod, guys. I think I think we made it. Um, 
thank you both so much for doing it. This is a good episode. And uh, oh, wait, Maddie D. Oh my God, Maddie D. Do you want to pop in here and tell people? <clears throat> yeah, I've got my my favorite yeah. moment of the season. Good choice. Um, I really enjoyed D- Gary Trent Jr.'s five game, thirty plus point streak that he had. Not just what awesome. he was doing in the game and how how fun it was to watch. And you know, you got LeBron starting to say we need to get him and all this stuff. I love it when LeBron wants to get one of our players, but also the, the press conferences after his style, his demeanor, everything was fantastic about it. It was so funny and enjoyable. And uh, I feel like it, it was like that moment in the season where we like exhaled that Mm -hmm. Tampa season again. Finally, that's what I think. Well, Matt, well said. And let me just add on to your point. A fun addition to that was uh, every time they would show Gary Trent Sr., he was just like fully styling out. And for whatever reason, Alvin Williams is just like, won't let the guy eat in peace. Like every time he's he's eating something, Alvin Williams like, look at that guy eating again. And it's like, Alvin, like take it easy on this guy. He's he's done, man. He's done playing. And he's watching his son. He's eating some peanuts. Like, um but you know they're teammates so it's all good (laughs) but uh yeah guys that that's the pod maddie thanks for coming in uh and and dropping your fave moment uh, that i sprung on you but uh pat let's go to you first i I saw you posting uh, the other day just you know about the the shows you got going on in march so yeah let people know where they can find you and you know where you want them to see you uh, this podcast comes out in five seconds from now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's immediate. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I'm doing one tonight, but don't worry about it because that's in the past. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got a bunch of social capital theater shows this uh, this uh, this month. So if you want to see some improv in the East End, come on down this Saturday, the fifth. Past and never future guest hashtag ban Matt McCready from the podcast. Uh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing his show Beer Beer at 8 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Great show. And then uh, and then on Friday the 18th I'm doing a show called Friday Night Confessionals where me and extremely talented musician Rachel Raditz will be improvising songs with a looper. It's a lot of fun. You might cool. see me rap, but I don't like rapping. It's that's just talking. I want to sing Thursday. Uh, and then, uh, and then Thursday, the 24th, catch me in my uh, fantastic improv troupe, the Harrison Ford focus on a show about your ex at the Capitol theater. Sick dude. Um, you're, you're back at it. Uh, everyone go see Patrick. He's hilarious and also really nice and like welcoming and shit. So it's like, you get a, you get a, you get a triple, triple bonus. Trip for um, also, if anyone has any good basketball book recommendations, I'm going on a flight next month. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just shoot me a DM with a basketball book at at Pat Ronan 2022. I think uh, it was like a basketball. Another thing, Shea Serrano's book. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah, I like that. Sick. I have the uh, making of Eddie. If you want to borrow it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not coming in here with Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never stop, eh? Honestly, have you seen Eddie, Matt? I want to know. Like, if, if if you told me you hadn't seen Eddie, I wouldn't be surprised. I you haven't. Know, I haven't. You, I know you haven't. I knew it. Like, oh god, um, that was a Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. old Whoopi Goldberg. Nick, yeah, I remember Nick's, it's Nick's like, super fan becomes coach. Come on, what a yeah, great story. Matt read the synopsis and he just riffs on that for years. Yo, I'll watch um, it before I watch Space Jam. 
I bet you will. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, Alan, what's up? Um, you know, CBC Baking Show, but like, like, tell everyone everything. Shoeless Lewis. Yeah, um, yeah. Follow me on socials: the Alan Shane Twitter, Alan Shane Instagram, Shoeless Lewis on Twitch and Twitter. I've uh, been uh, been playing the Vice City game, but we're gonna be playing the other Grand Theft Autos. Uh, you can stream Great Candy Baking Show on CBC Jam and Netflix for season four. Uh, Roast Battles on Crave, and then um, some, some, some. Actually, I don't know if I can say it, but it's probably gonna be out by this time to come out. But uh, just stay stay close to CBC Jam for some cool, fun spinoff shows and whatnot. And, mm, uh, oh, shit. Yeah, Hello. Fun stuff. Hello, we got the Dunkoffs getting uh, the Sunny Weems Dunkoff in its own special, baby. Demarco Rosa got a bake, baby. Let's see it. Hi, I'm your host, Sunny Weems. <laughs> so I'm Sunny Weems. I'm in Russia, and I'm baking you a cake. Um, <laughs> Sunny Weems, money dreams. Okay, that's. Uh, <laughs> That's it. We that's the pod. Thank you so much, everyone that's been listening, and really, really fun episode. And uh, yeah, make sure to check these dudes out. Thank you, Maddie. And uh, yeah, if you feel like we're done, please give me those words I crave so much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 